Hello, welcome to the Better Outcomes Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Each episode, we bring you a conversation with leaders across the healthcare industry, exploring topics ranging from new treatment techniques and interventions to novel service delivery methods and business models. And now your host, Rafi Salazar from Rehab U Practice Solutions, a leader in patient engagement and retention strategy. Let's explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Well, hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to another episode of the Better Outcomes Show. And this week, we're circling back into the world of digital technology, applications, that sort of thing. It seems like whenever we we talk about the possibilities of a new healthcare, inherently, it means we're looking at some of the, the innovation happening primarily in the tech space for either service delivery or in this episode, uh, the back office, the business management, the practice management aspect of it all. So my guest this week is Ashley Raina. She's an occupational therapist from Canada, the great land of the north. And she is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Therabyte, which is a practice management application that handles everything from onboarding, billing, scheduling, that sort of thing. So we talk a little bit about just on a side, the differences between healthcare delivery in the United States, where you've got sort of this private, the majority of it is is private third-party payers reimbursing for services, um, and the differences between that model and Canada, which is mostly government or single payer with some private practice on the side. So we talk a little bit of the differences around that and the, the differences of, of the service delivery in, in the U.S. versus where she's at and kind of what prompted her to to branch into founding Therabyte and why she needed a, a practice management suites that was specific for rehab practitioners and that sort of thing. So hopefully that conversation is a little exciting and interesting as well. Uh, the, mo- the bulk of our conversation all revolves around what is practice management, like how, how is it defined, what is it, and then what are the best tools to, to accomplish that, to make sure that you're, you're handling patients from the time you onboard them to your clinic all the way to the time where they're paying you or you're, you're filing for, for reimbursement, and what are all the necessary steps in the process and, and integrations it would be ideal to have in a system that's managing, that's helping you manage your practice. So hopefully you enjoy this topic and this conversation. Without further ado, here is Ashley Riena from the Therabyte app. Well, hey, Ashley, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good, things. How are you? I'm doing all right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you kind of got into OT, and then we'll talk about the bigger uh, topic here, which is kind of practice management and integrating tech into that. Sure. Um, so I graduated as an OT 15 years ago. And my career took me, I was in acute care, long-term care, I did some school-based services, and then I felt really called to pediatrics. So I've been working in pediatrics for the last 15 years, or last 10 years. And yeah, I just had, I, I did a practicum in pediatrics in school, and I was like, who would ever do this? Why would you have kids <laughs> and then go to work and work with kids? Um, and so I was really surprised, but I just felt really called into it. And I'm so grateful that I did because it's 
really supported me in being just overall like a better mother, a better human, really. Just all of the skills of working with um, our kids with developmental challenges is it's just been so eye-opening and and so beneficial for me as a human so that's where I spent a lot of my my working time and what else can I tell you about me my husband is into UI UX design and app development he's a computer guy guy. (laughs) yeah exactly yeah all of my you know birthday and Christmas gifts are tech related (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, which is great. And I've always like really enjoyed new technology, but it's so funny how um, when you get married, it's like that was really his strong point. And so I found myself doing less with tech because he just was yeah, so he good. he handled at it. it for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, why bother? Um, so I was, I've dabbled in private practice here and there. And it was about uh, seven years ago, I was eight months pregnant with my second child and I was doing private practice, coming home after clients and I, you know, charting in Word and then typing up an invoice in Excel and writing in my paper calendar and just feeling like I was wasting so much time, like writing the kid's name over and over and just feeling really frustrated by it. Um, and Mike was like, oh, well, I'll build you something. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, that would be cool. Um, and he just has never, he just never let go of it. Uh, he's a problem solver. And so that's how him and I got into the tech side of my career. Um, the practice management side is just his love and passion for trying to solve this problem for me to make my private practice easier. Yeah. Yeah. So then when we're talking about practice management, what kind of what is practice management? Because I think people have this idea of, okay, it's a front office staff, it's onboarding, it's EMR. So why don't you tell us what, like in your world, what, what do you mean when you say practice management? Yeah. So EMR is really just the, the collection of the client data uh, and, and tracking your client's progress. Yeah. That's the EMR portion of it. The practice management is all that becomes for, before and after. So the scheduling, um, the yeah, the scheduling of appointments, booking appointments, and then making sure that your clients are being billed and tracked after those appointments happen. Yeah, so it's kind of the whole administrative apparatus behind you right. actually doing the services, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's really that part that, you know, when you're working for somebody else, you don't think too much about it, right? You just think about, you know, supporting your client and tracking their data and supporting them in their goals, you think a little bit less about that, that sort of business mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah. Um, you're showing guess, up, you have a list of patients or a list of right. clients for the day. And there's not right. really thought to like, Oh, how did those patients get on that list? <laughs> right. 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 Or how do we get paid for those patients? Exactly. So, I mean, it depends on what, you know, what sector you're working in. Um, but for sure in Canada, when you're working in public, um, public, um, like mostly government funded stuff. It's just, you just don't really have to think about it too much. You have to give some reports on it, um, but it's not too much of a consideration. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. I'm going to have public officials that are like, um, yes, it is. Yes, you have to. But so for those of our listeners that aren't from Canada, maybe they're from the US and they're not used to like the single payer system. How does, how does that work? So you, you get a referral for a client or something like that. You see them and you said you don't, you're, you're putting documentation, but are you putting charges in or how does that, how, that, how does that all work? 
So it really, it depends. So let's say you're working at a hospital. Uh Um, No, you're not. You kind of have your floor that you work on and your list of clients that you're supposed to see. And at the end of the day, you might do some statistics. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, who was that client? What was their ICD-10 code? Um, And how much time did you spend with them? But it stops there. Yeah. So it's more of like a, they're just tracking your utilization from like an organizational standpoint, but they're not relying on it for reimbursement. I'm, I think they are like, well, I guess it's the government. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Like I I haven't dug into it, but when you're working in private practice, there are still government programs. Um, but then you are, it is a fee for service. Uh Uh-huh. So the, there, you know, we kind of, we have those two systems. Yeah. And they're kind of parallel. It's a little behind the scenes in the public system. Whereas when you're, working for a private practice clinician, like clinic, or you're working on your own, then yeah, it's definitely that fee for service and you're tracking what your services are and they're being billed directly to the client or yeah. to some insurance agency or, or whatnot. Yeah. So, Cause I come I from the, some, yeah, yeah, I come sorry. from the VA hospital and that was, it was technically government, it was government issued, but they followed all the rules, like almost private insurance. So we were, you know, right. completing, timesheets and charges and codes and all of that it was still even though we weren't really relying on it to get reimbursed because it was a government <laughs> you, right. we still had to fill it all out yeah so it's interesting yeah. how it all works all the yeah and we still had to do timesheets at the hospital um like we definitely had to do those and you know fill in our codes and and whatnot um we were just a little we were just one step removed from it right uh-huh. we didn't necessarily see like the dollar value to it yeah okay so now that we've kind of defined what practice management is, it's all the scheduling, it's all the admin. When you talk about getting some kind of system or some kind of tool or piece of tech or software, what are kind of the must-have components for a practice management system? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think the, the list is growing bigger. Yeah. You no, know, especially in the wake of COVID. I mean, now telehealth is one of them. Right. So when you're looking at practice management, you're you need to have something that's going to support invoicing and billing, scheduling. Um, there's got to be it either has to hook up with your EMR or have EMR integrated into it. And now telehealth is becoming a must have uh-huh. as well, at yeah. least to have that integration. Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's that piece of the EMR, which can sometimes some of those EMR platforms can do telehealth and sometimes they can't. So it's even on that front, you're trying to get like a patchwork or an integration and all that kind of stuff. Right. And really, I mean, when you're looking at any practice management system, it's great to have all those pieces, but the thing that differentiates the different systems is the workflow and how easy Uh it is to work with, right? How does it take you from the intake with the client to getting them billed and then discharging them really having a automated flow. That's what makes the difference in the systems. Yeah. So it is, is it easier than if you had an option to pick like an all in one, one that kind of did it all, or are there not that many options out there? There, there are actually, it's uh, you know, as I mentioned, we first had the idea for this, you know, seven, eight years ago, And at the time, there really wasn't much. And there are lots of practice management systems popping up. And they all have their inception point, right? It Uh was an osteopath who decided they needed something or 
Um, there's a company in Canada, their focus is really on booking and scheduling. That's kind of where they came up from. And so, you know, every system has its, um, like, I guess it's differentiator or it's, um, what, what would the word be like? It's pert. It's uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> a little thing that sets it apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So sorry. And now I forgot what the question was. Um, <laughs> I was saying, are there very many options for, for all in mm, one? Right. Or is it like bigger organizations, I guess, can build something from scratch if they have their own software development right. team, but for a smaller practice, there, there are, there, there are, yeah. So there are more all-in-one options and that is what people are looking for. Uh -huh. People don't want to piece together. I mean, some people do, right? They piece together different things, but it takes them more time and effort and then they've got to make sure that the pieces are always fitting together. Yeah. So it takes that manual step in between to, to integrate them. Okay. Which kind of brings us to your company and what you do. So what is your company? Yeah, so Therabyte's a practice management system, and we have specifically targeted occupational therapists and speech-language pathologists. Okay. And so when we were looking at the market, we could see things that really catered towards physio or chiro, and more of that clinic-based, you know, you come into my office model, you know, you're seeing people back to back to back, and more of a get in people, get out uh -huh. kind of model, and not as much centered around that client journey and supporting our clients in being empowered to be part of their healthcare solution. Yeah. And so we've built Therabyte to not only support the clinician in doing their job of collecting that client data and tracking their client goals, but then to empower their client as well through a client portal. Okay. So how does that work then? There's, there's a portal for the patient, there's a portal for the, for the, clinician and there's some sort of communication that can happen in between there yeah yeah so we're we're a little bit early days on our client portal but uh -huh. right now we have the ability so after you chart on a session we part of our charting you have a homework box and so you can put any information that you want in that homework box and it will go to the client portal uh, clients can also book appointments from the client portal. They can see upcoming sessions and it's also where they would join their telehealth sessions. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I love the idea of homework. You know, I teach mental <laughs> health here at the university. So we always talk about like, if you're going to do a group, if you're going to do some kind of treatment. It's always beneficial to have some kind of carryover that they're doing when they're not here with you. Right. Even yeah. the same in, in phys Diz or something like that, have them engage yeah. outside of the hour that they're with you. Right. Well, I was reading, um, I was reading your article that you posted recently and about telehealth and the benefits and, and really talking about that high value service that we offer. And I'm like, I'm so on that same wavelength with you because we have such a position to empower our clients mm -hmm. to not only work with us, but that tend work beyond that one hour that we're with them. And there's so many studies out there that show that ability to, when your patients can take what you teach them in that one hour and implement that over time, they're going to see way better results than if they just come and get fixed. Yeah, right? exactly. That one hour they're with you. Yeah, I'm all about active engagement over passive yeah. treatments, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's so important. When, and I think some of the... I've always been saying this to people too, like when COVID happened and everyone went to telehealth, it was almost a blessing in disguise. I mean, people were very 
mad and upset to be moving to telehealth. But then it, the, the constraint was you can't rely on those, you can't rely on a manual therapy technique or an e-stim or something like that. You had to do more high value stuff, right? I know. I, I had to be really cautious, but there was like this part of me that was like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because there were clients I had been working with who it's just so easy when you're there in the space to be the hands-on. Um, and I yes. do a lot of parent coaching because I work with kids. And so it's so easy to fall into that. Okay, I'm doing this with your child. So this is what you need to do. But then not necessarily taking that next step to, okay, I'm going to watch you do it. And then I'll support you. Yeah, while you're doing you know, it. And moving forward, right? And so it was so great. Now it could be like, hey, you're my hands. I'll be behind the computer. And I saw not all families. It didn't, you know, like I've got some families with really severe kids with autism and, um, and some families just didn't have the capacity at the time to take on that role, which, which is fine, but there's definitely a place for it. And I saw a number of my clients make faster progress because they were more bought in. Yeah. They, they had to be, I, well, I guess they, I mean, they didn't have to be, they chose to be more bought in, but I wasn't there to, to fill in the blanks and they did. And they, they yeah. did great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so then let's talk a little bit about Therabyte itself then, kind of what its big features are, how its integrations work and its functions, and how it helps, let's say, an individual clinician who's maybe doing solo stuff on the side or even a small private practice kind of manage what's going on on the back end. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, okay, what does Therabyte do? <laughs> Yes. I like, I like to always say, um, we take you from um, online intake to one-click invoicing. And cool, so like we really support you. Yeah. We support you right from the beginning of your client's journey to the end. And so, and I don't know kind of how things go in the States, but I think here in Canada, we're, we tend to do a little more handholding for our clients. And we're used to having several touch points. Mm -hmm. which can be good, but it's also good to take a step back and be like, Hey, here's my online intake form. You can fill that out in your time. I'll review it in my time. Um, and then we'll get together and talk about it. And so that's where the client journey starts with thereby is that ability to do an online intake and what that, what that's, it saves time on the, on the clinician side because they're not having to sit there and type in that information. The parent is putting that information. And so they have that upfront ready for that first session when they're going to meet together. Uh, so, um, so online intake, online booking, um, one of my favorite and almost like, um, it's really our most loved feature, but it's not what, it's not what people expect to love. And that's our three-step scheduler. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of people sign up to have a practice management system to solve their billing. Um, yes, and they're in they want that piece taken care of, right? Right. Like that's, we didn't learn that in school. It's new to us. Um, it's a big headache and it can take a lot of time. And so a lot of people, that's what they're looking for. And then when they come to therapy, what they find is, oh, I can actually improve my charting. So when we looked at documentation and what that flow normally looks like, there's three steps. First, you plan your event or, or first you schedule your event then you plan your session and then you mark the outcome on that session. And so within our scheduler, we've made it visual so that you can see where that particular event on your schedule 
is at. Have you planned your session? Are you ready to go for the day? And have you marked the outcome? And so it's, it's what <laughs> I had one, uh, one customer say, it's like, it's like an external brain. It's doing the executive functioning for me. I don't even have to think about it. I can look at my schedule. Yeah. I can look at my schedule and I know, awesome. I charted. Um, and so within our schedule or our documentation is, is linked with our schedule so that you're not having to input that information a second time. So it's automated that way. And as you're putting in that information for the scheduled event, you're also setting up the billing. So you're selecting the service that you're using. Uh, and you know, when you put all the backend information in with your codes, then it's just like that and you've got an invoice. Okay. Now does it, okay. First question I have is, so you said you're, you're documenting in there. So there's an EMR component to Theravite, right? Like it's keeping everything in all the documentation, all the patient records. Or does it integrate yeah, exactly. with other EMR services? No, so it's it's practice management EMR. Okay, all right. All combined, yeah. Awesome. So you have the ability to put in uh, put in attachments, add in file like PDFs, uh-huh. um, pictures, all to your client chart. Okay, it's like a, it's like a virtual client chart. Okay, virtual client chart, awesome. And then it generates an invoice for the patient, or for do you send it off to the? I guess. In Canada, you're not so much dealing with private insurance, right? Not I, it, more so in maybe say the physio world, not as uh-huh. much in the OT and the SLP world. Um, or you're dealing with a like a government grant or yeah. some sort of government funding. And a lot of those funders have their own online portals that they want you to be inputting into. And so we do have plans to do some insurance integration, but where people find the value is we're collecting all of those events that we had in our scheduler that we had with our client and it's all coming together in an invoice. So Uh everything's in one place. I don't have to go back through my calendar and say, okay, when did I see this client? What did we do? How long did we work for? Or back through all the notes and check your charges and it kind of just integrates it all for you. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can set your, when you're setting up your services, you can set your fees based on who you know is ultimately going to be billed for, for that time. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And that invoice can be sent to individual clients and then down the line, maybe you're looking at doing it with insurance, but at least it combines it all and gives it all to you in one place. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So whether, where, wherever it goes from there, you've got it all into one place. So another feature that makes uh, Therabyte set apart and unique from other practice management EMR systems that, um, that we've looked at is our integrated goals. So as health practitioners, and specifically I think in the OT SLP world, we're very goal-driven um, and outcome-oriented. And so we set up goals at the beginning of our treatment and we track those goals. And so there's a lot of systems out there that just don't have that. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. And that was really surprising to me because it feels like it's like that thing that you do at the beginning of your treatment with somebody and you you know what it is but maybe it's like four pages back in your file and you might forget and then you come back to it and you're like, "Oh right, I was working on that." I mean, it depends if you're kind of more short-term or long-term with your clients. Um, but we really wanted to empower clinicians 
to have their goals front and focus, that those are always what they're coming back to when they're planning their sessions. So it kind of drops it into each, like let's say you're seeing Sammy Smith or whatever and you schedule him for this week and the next week, it'll carry those goals over is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. So there, you put them in, in what we call our, our client chart portion. And then you have the option when you are setting up your plan or your documentation for that session to pull those specific goals into the session. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and we're super excited. We've been working with a couple practitioners out of Vancouver who, um, one is a speech pathologist and behavior consultant. And they have been working with us on our advanced goal tracking feature, which will also give you the ability to track more than just, you know, are we we're still working on this or is this goal completed, but more, more collection of daily data. Okay. Awesome. So it's doing the data, it's doing the goals. Um, and then I'm assuming you mentioned telehealth a couple of times. There's a component for telehealth in there, right? Yeah. So telehealth was just kind of in the background. Um, we implemented it uh, December 2019, but hadn't put a lot of effort into it because no one was really interested in it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then all so, the world you know, changed, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the world changed and suddenly it became really important. So we felt really fortunate that we'd already done a lot of the back end work that needed to be done. And so, you know, it was like a week of uh, some fixes just to make things working on both ends. And we were able to implement telehealth. So it was really exciting to be able to offer that to our clients and, and to, you know, to clinicians across the country. Yeah. So then how does the, the telehealth platform work then? Does it, cause you know, we set, we set up a, a telehealth operational guidelines here in the state of Georgia for the Department of Behavioral Health. And they were very big, obviously, like if you're recording a session, right. like that's got to be, that's all patient protected. We fall under HIPAA. I'm sure Canada has something similar. Yeah, where it's, we You're do. trying to protect that information. Yeah. So did you have to build out some sort of encryption or, or how does that whole work from a security well, standpoint? Because we're already a practice management software with integrated EMR, we already have that encryption. Okay. Um, and so the telehealth add-on was just, it was built into the existing security and privacy okay. framework. And so we were able to check all those boxes really quick, which was really awesome. And, um, and so in Canada, we don't allow recording on our telehealth platform um, okay. because it violates some of the, the Canadian privacy laws. And oh, so we okay. just opted. Yeah. So, I mean, as a clinician, if you decide to record it, you could use QuickTime on your computer and you could, you could record the session. But um, we, because storing that data, there's just other implications to it. And so, um, so we, and, it, and again, it depends if you're being funded by the government or if you're being funded privately, it differs. But because we have clinicians we'll on both, both sides of the coin, we just opted for not having recordings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the big areas is kind of as telehealth gets big, probably globally, every health system in every country is going to have to figure this out. But it is, you know, like the privacy concerns of just recording somebody or just being opening up the line of a video communication, I'm sure throws huge kind of chinks and wheels and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's so interesting because I think we... I think there's a lot of privacy and security. I mean, clearly we're dealing with health information. Yeah. And, you know, 
client sensitive personal information and but we often turn a blind eye sometimes for convenience um like we'll send stuff through email even though we know we shouldn't or yeah um and so i think it's great you know like in a in a difficult way i mean it all kind of hit us really hard but it made us look at what are our systems? How are we communicating with our clients? Is it secure and is it safe? Are we protecting our clients' data? So I think it started an important conversation that, that will continue. Yeah, I'm sure. I know when the VA rolled out there, they rolled out telehealth back in, oh man, years ago, but they also rolled out secure messaging because they were tired of <laughs> you know, I- sending an email to a patient or a patient reaching out via email. So now there's like a portal that goes, it basically runs through their EMR system, right? Yeah. It's on our roadmap. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In the works. Yeah, it's in the works. Alrighty. Um, as far as telehealth goes and telehealth platforms, what, what are some of the challenges you've noticed either as a clinician or running Therabyte between a telehealth system or telehealth platform and practice management, kind of what are the big pain points for both clinicians and or administrators on that side of things? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, technology. <laughs> As clinicians, most of us are not tech savvy. Um, and most of us start, well, I sh- I sh- most of us, I mean, I know there's a lot of clinicians that are younger than me, not that I'm that old. <laughs> but I mean, we were paper turning for a long time. And so the adoption of technology in in healthcare, and I think that the States is a little further along than this, but it's still kind of new. I mean, even just four years ago in my school health job, I was doing all paper charting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why am I still charting on paper? It was so frustrating, you know, and locking things in cabinets and so there's there's an evolution with the technology and i think it's you know taking some people time so initially when everything hit with um you know with the world changing and needing to be online people are having to look at like what's my computer capacity what's my modem speed um and those were things that um that people you know were some big challenges uh initially with with the telehealth and and I, I think it was in one of the articles you referenced it on in your blog post about the um, fatigue of just being on video. Oh and yeah, Zoom fatigue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we, you know, we definitely noticed that with people. And I think there wasn't a platform out there that didn't have some technological glitches. It's just part of it. And so we really tried to empower the customers that we were working with in understanding our platform so that they could then teach it to their clients rather than having this idea that they could just like jump on and everything's good. Um, Because there is some adoption to that, right? Depending, you know, how old is your client too? Um, and you know, are they suited for this? And and they can be, but there needs to be some education around providing because uh, you're providing the same service. You're just using a different modality, really, or like a different interface to offer that service. So, 
I think it was just, it was just a really mind shift for, for a lot of people to get around in, in adopting telehealth. And that mind shift will continue because telehealth isn't going away. Yeah. I've been telling that to clients too. Like telehealth <laughs> is here now. Yeah. We're not going to see it like fade into the background after no. hopefully the doors open soon and we can all see each other and <laughs> shake hands, you know, like it's here. And the, I think the, the benefits and the access and the, the even from a cost standpoint, it's going to be around for a while. Um, it's oh. going to change the way healthcare is delivered. It, yeah. And it's going to improve access for lots of people and just more continuity of care, you know, to be able to have a quick 15 minute touch point, um, check in on homework or somebody at, I, there's, there's huge, there's huge benefits for sure. But those are some of the challenges that we saw. Um, the other challenge that we see with practice management for people is it's just a bit of a leap, right? You're, you are essentially, as you adopt a practice management software, you're changing your systems. And so how you did charting before, it just, it shifts, it shifts what that looks like. And there's an initial setup in terms of, you know, a learning in, curve and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a bit of a learning curve. And so we really, we really try to work with people and help them start out slow. I don't know if this is like a therapist thing where we kind of have this like all or all or nothing mentality. Yeah. And so, do you <laughs> we see We want that? it on you, and we want it to work now, right? Right. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it is a learning curve. And so I think that prior to, prior to the world changing, what we heard from a lot of people was, oh, I just don't have time for that. And I'm like, oh, but you don't have time not to do it because you don't realize how much it's going to save you. Um, but that initial shift is hard and then it, it gets better. So I get the chance as new people come onto our platform, I follow up with people a month later or a week later, a month later. And every time they're like, okay, I know I'm not using to its full capability, but it's already helping. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> saving time. It's saving time. So yeah, I think that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. So from a, this is just my own personal yeah. question here, not about Therabyte, but from like a, and maybe this applies to Therabyte too. You, we talk about telehealth now and right now the, we, the way it's being delivered, partially because we're very new in this, has very much been like synchronous, right? Like you and I are on a live call, we're talking to each other, it's live. But telehealth has the possibility and the it provides the opportunity to do, you know, asynchronous stuff. So maybe if a patient records himself doing an exercise and sends it to the uh, physio and the physio can look it over and be like, oh yeah, this is what you're doing, provide some feedback. Have you thought about either implementing that in your own practice or making that part of Therabyte's functionality in the future? So yes to both. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah, so I already do do some of that. And you know, with being removed, it just made it that much easier to, it's like that thing that I always wanted to do, but I felt like people wanted me to be in person. And uh -huh. so I feel like moving to telehealth gave me permission to be like, okay, I'm going to record this for you. And then you send me you doing this activity with your child. And it honestly, as a clinician, it has been so great because again, I'm not the hands-on. I can sit and analyze it. I can really put on my activity analysis and say, what's going on here and view that video. I love it. I love it. So I really do enjoy doing that. And I have had some good chats with a, a speech friend of mine around 
with through that client portal that we haven't there by having that capability of sending videos back and forth with a client as part of that client homework. Yeah, no, I think I love it. I love being innovative with this kind of thing because I, I think telehealth offers so many opportunities. And when we, when we talk about telehealth, I feel like we're talking about it in a very, very narrow and limited framework, right? Like it could be so much more than it is now, but give it time, give, give it time, get yeah, people on board you, first. Yeah, exactly. It's such a mind shift, right? We're so used to exchanging our time, um, you know, and being that face-to-face and one-to-one and no doubt. I mean, I've, I've actually had the chance to go back and be face-to-face with some of my clients and, and it's great. Uh, but there's a place for both. And yeah. benefits to both, and that just needs to be embraced moving yeah. forward. Yeah, it doesn't need to be all or nothing, right? It can be blended or hybrid. No. Or, or <laughs> yeah, whatever. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're getting near the end here. So, what are like some of the main points or main takeaways you'd want a listener to walk away from, or drive away from, or whatever they're doing from this <laughs> this conversation? What kind of big ideas about telehealth, about practice management, and or technology? would you think are important for, for a clinician? Yeah. You know, I think we need to embrace technology for what it is. It's not going to be perfect, but it can take us further than we can on our own. And it can be so valuable in supporting us as clinicians to, to be empowered in valuing our own time, one, Um, like putting a practice management system in place where you are saving time and energy because you're not having to do repetitive tasks. And I don't know if it's like the, the OT Jack of all trades mentality. I can do anything. (laughs) I'm super resourceful. Yeah. We'll find a way. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can do it. I can find a way, you know, and I, I just really want, clinicians to step outside of that and say, but if I had an extra hour or an extra two hours, you know, what could I do with that? Can I give better client um, support? Can I spend more time with my family? And that's really what a practice management EMR system can offer you. Awesome. Cool deal. Yeah. Thank you. So don't Ashley. be scared. Yeah. Don't, don't be, be scared. scared. Yeah. It can be your friend and, and, you know, I can, I can speak for our company. We're there to support people and, and I get it. It can be, it can, adopting anything new can feel overwhelming and we, you, you know, just lean into it. Just lean yeah. into it. Cause leaning the to the discomfort. I tell that to students and clients all the time, right? Yeah. Like it is through dis- being uncomfortable sometimes that skills are born, right? Oh, like every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ashley, for taking the time. Where can people find out about you, your work, about Therabyte? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, with Therabyte, I hang out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, a little bit on LinkedIn, but mostly Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at Therabyte app in, in both those places. And you can also visit us at therabyte.app. That's our website. And yeah, I love connecting with people. One of my favorite jobs, one of my favorite parts of my, my job 
is just connecting with other like-minded professionals and supporting people in their own private practice. So yeah, I'd love to hear from you. My email's ashley at therabyte.ca. And in case you're wondering how Therabyte is spelled, it's T-H-E-R-A-B-Y-T-E. So it's a bit of a play on words, bite like a computer <laughs> and thera like a therapist. So it's a therabyte. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll link to all those in the show notes for folks to right. follow up with you. But thank yeah. you very much, Ashley. Yeah, thank you. It was great to connect. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Ashley from Therabyte, that practice management platform that does everything from onboarding to billing. I think one of the interesting things about this conversation is just kind of hearing her story and her journey for as a clinician you know, treating in Canada's hospital system into doing something very techie, right? So she was a clinician and now she's running basically a, a company that's that provides the platform for, for practice management, for telehealth, for billing, kind of doing that solution. It's almost a play on like an infrastructure play, right? Like if this is something that she needed for her own practice, she developed it and then she realized, hey, this is probably something that I could sell to competitors or to, you know, to other clinicians in the space who are looking for a, a simple solution. So I love seeing creativity like that. I also like talking with her about where she sees telehealth going and what the plans are to integrate that within her her business. It seems to come up every time we talk about telehealth, but I'll reiterate it again. I think one of the great benefits that telehealth provides us as clinicians is that it constrains us into really relying on those high impact, high value treatments and services that we can provide, things like self-management, education, knowledge transfer, as opposed to some of these passive treatments and passive modalities, which you can do in person and can provide some temporary relief and they, they have their place in treatment within the context of a greater treatment plan or a greater, a greater course of care plan, which involves moving a patient or a client from needing and requiring hands-on services to get to the point where they're self-managing. And I think, again, one of the things that telehealth has forced us to do is really reevaluate what is necessary, what is required, and what really should become the core offerings that we deliver and that we provide to patients and and clients in our businesses, in our healthcare organizations. And if you if you read the article that I wrote on telehealth, it's called Doing Telehealth Right. I'll link to it in the show notes. But the research supports using and relying on or building a treatment program around core offerings that guide the patient to self-management and empowerment as opposed to creating clinician dependence or relying on passive treatment modalities where the patient is sort of a passive recipient of services rather than an active participant and a co-collaborator. So that's all I got to say about that. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes, give us a rating and review. You can subscribe there, or you can head on over to www.betteroutcomes.show, and you can sign up for our email newsletter there. We'll send new episodes right to your inbox. Uh, we drop interviews every other week, and every now and then you'll get a bonus interview on the, or a bonus episode on the off weeks. 
until the next time, guys, be safe, be healthy. I will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Better Outcome Show, where we explore the possibilities of a new healthcare. Our hope is that you walk away from each episode informed, equipped, and empowered to push the boundaries in your own practice or business. We want to give you the tools to help you build strong, long-lasting relationships with your patients and clients, helping meet their goals, improve their health, and achieve better outcomes. Learn more at www.rehabupracticesolutions.com. We'll catch you on the next episode.